Probably one of my favorite genres of films are sports movies. Not much of a surprise if you know me. Especially movies that involve an underdog uh, in sports, whether someone overcoming tremendous odds to you know, make, make the major leagues or be able to play or a team that nobody thought was any good uh, being able to pull off a very big upset. And they're often very inspiring stories uh, that we hear, especially in sports movies. One of the most common plot lines, though, in a lot of these films is at one point or another, the protagonist has given up on his or her dreams. They've gotten depressed. They're down. They've had a lot of setbacks, a lot of disappointments. It's just been really hard, and so they've had enough. They're giving up. The sacrifice to achieve that dream would be too much for all the work and going through more and more inevitable disappointments along the way. And so again, inevitably in these films, uh, the, the protagonist is in the process of, of going home, packing up, abandoning their athletic dreams. Or it could be even worse, they might, might be sitting in their house, you know, the blinds might be down, they're eating Cheetos, uh, just watching TV, they, they, have, they look totally unkempt. Uh, it's just, it just doesn't look good for this person and they're really, really down. But lo and behold, something happens a lot of times in these movies. Most of the time it's a friend or a loved one or a family member coming to them and lifting up their spirits to get that person to believe again, to believe in their dreams, to go back out there one more time, even though they failed and failed so many other times before, just to get them to go out and try one more time. And inevitably, the inspiration of that, that friend, that loved one, that family member helps them to get up, and they eventually succeed. Our first reading today, brothers and sisters, is a lot like that situation. We're at a low point in the Old Testament a bit for the Israelites. They are down on their luck. We'll give you a little bit of context to kind of help us know where we are. This is not the first time that the Israelites have been down on their luck. They have been promised a savior so many times throughout the Old Testament. But look what's happened to them. Egypt, they were enslaved, having to fend off various assaults by the Philistines. There were many, many invaders that would take portions of their land that they would have to constantly be fighting against. They had many, many bad kings who gave them a terrible example and drifted the people away from adherence to God's covenant. The history of Israel in the Old Testament basically reads like a series of unfortunate events. All the while, they're trying to maintain hope for a Messiah. And the culmination of these low points occurs in the context of this first reading. Their exile into Babylon. They were all taken and forced to go into exile in the kingdom of Babylon. And the destruction of the great temple of Solomon that grand temple that their entire lives were centered around was destroyed. And they were all taken into exile in Babylon. And that is where we find ourselves today. That is when Baruch, this rather obscure and very little known prophet, wrote this book and wrote these words we heard today. In a sense, Israel is that athlete who has given up 
on their dreams, given up on that desire uh, for a Messiah after all of the setbacks, all of the disappointments that they had had in the past. And it has taken a toll on them. Baruch is that friend trying to rally them one more time to get them to go back out there and try again, to get them to believe again, to believe in a Messiah again, to trust in God again. And so he says these very inspiring words, Jerusalem, take off your robe of mourning and misery and put on the splendor of glory of God forever. Very inspiring words to try to get them back. And while our individual circumstances might be different than that of the Israelites, I haven't been to Babylon recently, our sentiments, though, can be similar. In fact, a lot of times I think our sentiments can be exactly the same. Because in in the disappointments that we face in life, whether in our relationships with others or even in our spiritual life, it can be hard to trust in God's plan when we have been burned time and time again by others, when we've had promises broken. Or it could even just be a struggle with personal sin, struggling with sinful habits, time and time again falling in those sins, whether it be sins against purity, sins of impatience, sins of lack of honesty, or even struggling with temperance. It can feel often, the spiritual life can feel like we're on a treadmill, just running and not actually making any progress. And so when that happens, when we see our state, we can be tempted to give up and think, what's the use? I'm never going to grow. It's never going to happen. But each, you know, in each subsequent time when we try to get back into the fight, it becomes harder and harder to do that. It makes it us less likely to be excited that next time we want to try again. We're less likely to have our spirits awakened you know, and think, what's the use? I'm just going to fail again. And just like an underdog in a sports movie, we're at that stage of being ready to give up, to throw in the towel, that it's useless to try again for holiness. And often that is the challenge that we face when we struggle with sinful habits. One of the primary ways that Satan tries to work is to discourage us, to get us to despair, to not try again. Like it, to be that person, to just force that athlete to just give up and go back to normal life. Satan wants us to give up on our dreams for holiness and our dreams for sanctity. But this is the time of year, brothers and sisters, where our Lord is urging us to get up, to get back out there and to get ready, to try again and to get back up and to believe in him and to trust in him one more time. He is calling us just like Baruch called those people so many years ago. And thankfully, In the New Testament, there are those who kept getting back up and were eventually ready for the Messiah. It was Mary and Joseph, Simeon and Anna, and even John the Baptist. They did not give up despite the history of their people and even their own personal struggles. We can take inspiration from them, from their example. We must, in fact. So I think it's important to ask ourselves today, do we trust God in this moment? Do we believe him 
when he is telling us that we are to take off our robe of mourning and that he will bring to completion what he has begun, as we heard from St. Paul today. Can we bring ourselves to follow his words, to stand up, to press onward, despite the disappointments of the past and continued struggles in the present? Because these words of Baruch were meant for us, for us who might not struggle with invaders like Israel did, but who still struggle today with attacks from sin. So may we keep that dream of holiness and sanctity alive, to not give up, to keep going, to trust again, to trust in God and advance securely in the way that God has prepared for us.